Welcome. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel ridiculous. Welcome to Streaming Unicorn Podcast, where queer folks bring you queer commentary and reviews of the latest movies available from online streaming services. I'm your host today, Anna, and I'm here with your co-hosts, Alan and Brooke. This week, we'll be talking about and reviewing the movie I picked, Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon, available on Netflix. Bruce Leroy. <laughs> I did. I did enjoy the the swish sounds. Yeah, there was a whole lot of swishing going on, even when things weren't moving. <laughs> That's the best when things aren't moving. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> wait, it stopped five seconds ago. That's the swish of it thinking about it. <laughs> it's like, bitch, if this did move, you would pay the after swish. Mm-hmm. You'd be full of pay. So welcome, Unicorn Brigade. We're back here again in your ear holes, and we're proud yeah. to be. And why are you laughing? Because you said ear holes. I always say ear holes. It's always going to make me laugh. It's expected. <laughs> it's is now, your trademark now? It's now a thing. <laughs> funny things is funny. It's now my thing. <laughs> Let me have a thing. Fine. You got my thing. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Are we going into like squeeze boxes and juice boxes again? Ooh, this no, episode? that was a trap for me. I'm, I will not oh, go back. Okay. <laughs> I've heard them being traps before. With what? teeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, god dang. That's a movie. Don't encourage his fear of vaginas more than he already has. It's fun for me, though. Oh, there's no... You can't go past Predator Face. Run! Go! Get to the chopper! <laughs> <laughs> nasty, Alan. Yes, I agree. <laughs> that is not... Dripping with... Moisture. Oh. oh, that took a turn. Now what? I see it vividly. Predator face. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, the next time. Ooh. Oh my God. Did you just have to throw something? I tried to reach the bell, but it did not happen. There you go. I hit it for you. Thank you. But baby, the next time is coming at you. I want you to envision predator face. Girl, I'll make out with that predator. <sighs> Do some deep kissing. Oh, <laughs> and I got a dumb laugh going. <laughs> oh, 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 good lord, it's true. Well, we got a very special treat for everybody today because we do have show enough. Oh, we have a because I'm the prettiest. We have a listener suggested movie. Our very own Willow, one of our favorite fans, has asked us to take a look at and review. Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. She's asked us to make the black person claim it. No, she didn't. <laughs> she didn't say shit about that. That was me. <gasps> I am your wife. I know. The actual reason I asked her to claim it was because she was the only one excited about it. I am it. the greatest good you are ever going to get. <laughs> Wait, that's incredible. <laughs> in case no one else picked that up <laughs> uh, no but when it was i was like ah she wants to see the last dragon i've never seen it and i was like oh, i ain't seen it and it's like oh my god it's the best movie ever so it's like it really okay. is and why don't you take this one fine but she's been mad ever since yeah fake mad but mad what how much percent two <sighs> percent real life mad oh it seemed like a lot more i'm glad i checked in nah 
It is a lot of bluster. Bluster. Like today, it's windy outside. It is windy it's outside. It's blustering. On the day we're recording. And I made wind noise for all of you. Be excited. No? Okay. You can tell we've all had our coffee today. Yeah, it's I would like in. to have more coffee. <laughs> well, coffee! my coffee bar is open. Because you have you guys seen the regular show where the coffee like squeezed its teats and coffee flew out at people? I don't know. Squeeze your teats again. No. Uh, right <laughs> at this moment, the listeners are very sad. This is not a video coffee podcast. Coffee is not going to fly out of my teats. Because I'm not even sure what you said, to be honest. Do you want me to say it again? Yeah, if you make that motion. <laughs> Just, but then you won't it was hear it again. What? Let's, what? There's an episode of the regular show. Yeah. Let's move your hands. When you do it. No. What'd they do? Yeah. He would <laughs> declare coffee, this coffee monster, and squeeze his teats, or their teats. Gross. I don't know the gender it was of the coffee monster. Well, that's kind of you to, to not assume. And then coffee flew out. And for a while it that's was really glorious, nasty. but then it went evil. I don't want to hear about that. That's gross. Mm. But thanks for mentioning the regular show. You're welcome. So if it came out of teats, would it be self-creamed? <coughs> oh shit! It was not. It appeared to be regular coffee colored. Oh okay. Bunch of baby ducks. Send them to the moon. Yep. Squeezing coffee teats. Send it to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Alan's face again. That's I'm also from you, regular show. What we need to do is start a Patreon where we just have a camera on Alan's face <laughs> for every you recording. Would get a myriad I want a camera of, on my face because my face is no Alan's face is better. Never mind. And for people <laughs> who pay us a, a pittance a month. The you horror. get to see Alan's horror through every episode. Talking about menses and <sighs> testes. Well, well, if he gets to talk vaginies. about vaginas being <laughs> velociraptors, then we get to talk about menses. An aggressive I have penises. trigger words. Menses is one. Vaginas is another. What about moist? A lot of people can't stand the word moist. I just think of a damp, moldy cave. I just, I just behind think, the predator face. I think of a delicious cake. It doesn't bother me at all. Oh, maybe I should think of it as a delicious yeah, cake. Yeah, that might be better as cake. I mean, a vagina is a delicious cake. <sighs> it's layered. Now you've ruined it for me. So even a cake won't help me. Just stay away from the buttercream and you're good. Oh. Everybody. Everybody got hurt on that one. Mm. I don't know. That was friendly fire. I'm for sorry. For everyone, she is so delighted. I am. <laughs> I am. So let's talk. Oh, first we got to talk about them deets. And since Willow suggested this movie, Willow is providing the deets. Oh, all right. She Willow crafted a speech. She a did. Speech script. S <laughs> word. Whatever. <laughs> Take it away, Willow. Deets. Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon is an '80s style combination of black exploitation and kung fu, written by Louis Vinosta and directed by Michael Schultz. Now to the deeps. Leroy Green, played by Tymac, and better known around Harlem as Bruce Leroy, is obsessed with Kung Fu and becoming a master, which includes learning the secret of the glow. However, he has no interest in fighting beyond protecting those in need. Meanwhile, Shonuff, the Shogun of Harlem, played by Julius Carey, has returned to prove that he is the baddest mofo in all of Harlem. Meanwhile, Leroy's kid brother Richie, played by Leo O'Brien, has dreams of winning the contest for a date with Laura Charles, the host of a local dance show known as Seventh Heaven. 
Meanwhile, Laura, played by Vanity, is trying to be the best host she can be without any extra drama in her life. Meanwhile, White People Be Trippin', as Eddie Arcadian, played by Christopher Murney, is trying to get Laura to play his girlfriend's video on 7th Heaven, even though Angela's music is a terrible match for that audience. And those are the deets. So from the start of this movie... I'm already in love because it's that old tri-star Pegasus jumping over and and it's just like, memory. I don't know why, but I just associate that with love. Am I the only one? From a unicorn? Am I the only one? Or a Pegasus? No, you're not the only one. Okay. I enjoyed the music. It comes along with it jumping through a triangle. With rainbow colors. I uh, I feel extra love for it. I don't know. I, so many movies I love were TriStar movies. I agree. Yeah, From now it era. lets me know I'm going to see cheesy special effects that I'm going to squee about. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> Seriously. <fair. laughs> and a word about the casting. You Did you did you know that Billy Blanks was originally supposed to be Leroy Brown? Bruce Leroy. He was Leroy Green. Leroy Brown. Oh, shit. Yeah. Daddy Green's Pizza. <laughs> Moving your pizza to Daddy no, Green's Leroy Brown pizza. was his name. Bruce no, Leroy it wasn't. was It was his... Leroy Green. Was it? Yeah. Daddy Green's Pizza. Baby, that shit. was his family. That's my bad. <laughs> bad. Bad. It's in my notes wrong. Leroy Brown. <laughs> I don't know why. Because she's thinking Apparently, of that Asian sung version of yeah. that song. Apparently, I just got to fuck every word up. It's every name up in every episode. Canon. That's true. Like, That's... It's, it's fair that you say that, but his name was Green. It was Leroy Green. <laughs> Bruce Leroy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why that delights me. The person they chose, though, how do you pronounce his name? I could not tell you. Timac? Timac? Time? Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, the person they chose didn't have any previous ex- acting experience. This was his first movie. Not surprising. And uh, But they picked him over Billy Blanks, which Billy Blanks, in, for those who don't know, is the father is of... Is my uncle. Not really in real life, but I love him that much. Go ahead. I'm sorry. He's the father of Tybo. Yes. So if you can imagine Tybo, dude, he's ripped. But this dude that they chose had some innocence that they wanted. And it's really interesting since I knew that I was as I was watching the movie the whole way through, I was like, Yeah, I cannot see Billy Blanks mm-hmm. doing this. He is assertive. Imaginary and this. I got the glow. <laughs> <laughs> Imaginary this. <laughs> I've watched I've worked out those videos enough that I can quote some of it. Damn. <laughs> Damn. I I got to meet him like two years ago and it was awesome. He told me I had a good back kick. Yeah, you got a picture with Billy Blanks. Yeah, it was oh. my profile picture on Facebook for a while. Oh, well, that's cool. It is cool. Yeah, he was here at the Commit to Be Fit thing, and I got to work out on the stage with him, and oh, then me. got a picture, and it was the best day of my life. Huh. <laughs> I had no idea. Probably not really. There's been better days, but it was really cool. So this movie opens up, too, and it lets you know, like, if you didn't come to watch black people do kung fu, just turn around and walk right out the theater because you're in the wrong movie. Leave. He's just... Slow motion kung fu in it through the whole opening credits, and it was pretty awesome. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but I think it's neat to watch people walk on like the glass that they film up through. Oh, it, oh it yeah, really like is. when he when he drops down and is like pushing up and stuff. Yeah, and could, like his. You could tell. His, yeah, <laughs> that fell apart for me. That's okay. And at one point, yeah, I was like, "Oh, look out! He's climbing in your window, snatching your arrows up." Try. <laughs> no. And that one Hi, where he's kids. like karate chopping the arrow in air that was a real stunt it took him two hours to get that right and i feel like the very first one that he hit that supposedly broke in two 
He didn't really break it in two. They just kind of threw two pieces on <laughs> the floor. Alan was so mad about no, that. But, he, <laughs> but then, eventually. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that first one, I was like, oh, I see. I see how this is. And it's just about then that all of a sudden you hear our kids coming down the stairs, chomp, 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 and Anna pauses oh it, goodness. and she's like, hey, we are watching Bruce Leroy. Do come down here with some loud shenanigans? I was uh, number one. I wanted them to watch it with us, yeah, because it's a classic. Yeah, fair. Seriously, but they were like, "No, nah, me, <laughs> you didn't to Mimi. <laughs> no, so I'm gonna rest, Mimi." Also, what struck me here was it starts out Bruce Leroy is getting let go by his master. He's learned all he can from the master, and I thought, really? We're going to start this movie out with a black man getting fired? <laughs> Ain't that always the way? Every Fucking time. Fucking Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You got super delighted. <laughs> Delight me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Carry on. I got the giggles. It wasn't long till we moved into the movie theater. And all I can say about that movie theater. That was chaotic, and I wanted to beat everyone's ass and then bring them to their mama so that she could beat their ass, too. It really was like trying to watch a movie in this house. <laughs> That's real. <laughs> it's yelling, wrestling. Somebody comes in, starts playing music real loud. Oh, I thought it was like watching that scene in Gremlins where all the gremlins were in the movie Oh, my theater. God, it was. <laughs> oh my that God. is a great comparison. <laughs> 80s and all. Like, mm-hmm. all of them. And what, there. Gremlins was 84? This was 85? Mm-hmm. This, this works. Gizmo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's immediately what I thought of. It was like that was funny. It was like that. Oh my god, my favorite part of Gremlins is when they all start singing Hi Ho. <laughs> that was really cute. I know. We need to do Gremlins for this show sometime. My favorite part of that entire movie is when the Gremlin is swinging on the ceiling fan and flies across the room. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, I don't know why it delights me. It's ridiculous, and it's such a detail. They're going to remake Gremlins, and I really wish no. they wouldn't. I'm yeah. scared. That I'm movie's scared perfect. Too. Yeah, right. It's probably going to be evil. I just don't know. Like that, oh my God, the new Pet Cemetery trailer. Right. It looks really good, but it is definitely different. I saw the, the first trailer looked very similar, but then I saw the an, another trailer, and it looks very different from the original movie and from the book, so I... I'm nervous. Yeah, there's a lot. I'm still excited to see it, though. Yeah. Oh, I will definitely. It looks spooky as hell. Give them my money, but. I mean, the fact that almost every time I see that trailer, and I've seen it a lot now, that damn truck driving by still scares the shit out it of does. me. It does. It is scary. I like it. Speaking of, okay, we're way off track here, Sorry. but I'm going to throw this in. You know a trailer that I've seen probably 10 times and I'm still terrified of every time is Us. <gasps> yes. I cannot wait for I that movie. I got five on it creepy which so, okay. that was a song of my childhood carry on all right so <laughs> we're back to the theater <laughs> let me rein us in here like a cow poke it's like herding cats every time baby it really is that's okay so show enough comes walking in with his crew one of them looks like cindy lopper a couple more look like bebop and rocksteady that's mm, true <laughs> i'm like oh another one looks gonna, like vanity's little sister they coming to kick some shell Stop. <laughs> Showing up was looking like Shredder on. through the whole damn movie, though. He was. With his, <laughs> it was like, amazing. With his uh, football, football guard. Yeah. His bedazzled shoulder pads. His bedazzled <laughs> shoulder pads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my Lord. So, and um, 
he's walking through, showing his ass, and that little kid <laughs> sure does throw Bruce Leroy under the bus. He's better than you. And I was like, he little ain't, kid, you ain't the baddest. He's the baddest. Quit trying to quit trying to get somebody else in a fight. That's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> but sure enough, that shits shits sets. Sure enough, enough off. For show enough. Show enough. His facial sure expression. Show enough. I know. He was the best at mugging. I you look like you didn't like him, mugging. but I loved <laughs> show enough mugging through this whole movie. It looked like he had to poop the whole time. That's true. Which is probably an ode to Kung Fu movies and all those faces. Mm. It could be. Yeah. Whatever it was, I liked it. Which, well, okay, so you, this time, Alan can't be the great bringer together, Anna. So what is your opinion of the mugs? I think they're glorious. I like, oh, boom, two to one. I like how uh, I was wow, assigned to me not liking it. I what? didn't say that I didn't like his face. Okay. I said I thought it was funny okay. that he had that face. Fair enough. That's okay. We still got a lot of love in this show. Brooke. Dang, trying to assign me. All right. All right. Alan Leroy. <laughs> Don't make Alan me get the glove. Another one of my favorite Alan's things in the that prettiest. Scene. Another one of my favorite things in that scene was that a dude stood up in the balcony. It's like a fat man in a crop top supposed to be really yeah, intimidating. That, the, he was. That was, was kind he? of a, first of all, a man that looks like a wall stands up and takes his coat off and is wearing a crop top i'm leaving <laughs> he can have my candy you don't want nothing to do with anything about that well it was funny he tried to roll it down and it just like stopped <laughs> like it didn't even go over halfway over his belly he's like my nipples are cold but i'm gonna still beat your ass i feel like they walked down the street in burbank and was like you come to the show you come to the show yeah. and it was a it was an old drag queen in the audience just bring yelling, your best 80s beat him up baby she was and was she was like, so mad when he got beat up who is this woman and then they just pushed her over i was like oh <laughs> poor baby it was sad and bruce leroy the whole time is sitting in the front with his uh what, what's that hat called i don't know his <laughs> the straw hat looking thing I, from the rice can, patties baby can you cut this part out <laughs> to say something awful oh i was gonna say his rice patty hat oh, that's Alan, what they, Alan, i just said, said that. that oh i didn't hear it i was busy laughing uh, i'm racist because i thought that's where they wore those sun hats <laughs> right but i was like there's got to be a better term than rice patty hat. <laughs> i'm sure there is <laughs> it's a sedge hat a rice hat the sun is my enemy hat a patty hat a bamboo hat and sometimes a coolie hat okay yeah i like coolie hat Wearing his coolie hat. That shit was, it keeps him coolie. His coolie. It keeps him coolie. <laughs> I don't know if this is racist or not, but I hope it's not. Uh, me too. I don't think it's racist. I mean, that's I what those not. hats were typically Well, Alan, used we're for. white. We don't know. <laughs> we weren't taught to, we weren't taught to we identify weren't racism. We weren't taught. The best we can do is that if someone says, hey, that's racist, we say okay. Right. And right. learn from it and not do it again. They'll say, no. I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to make fun of Billy Banks, and I was going to say, Blanks. Blanks, imagination that was racist. And then I thought, no, that's extra racist. That's three times racist. So I didn't. Is it, but we're and not now making I fun it. of his, his skin. We're making fun of his broken speech. Okay. But, well, that was mean. I love him. <laughs> All right. So. There's no way out I of can't, the pit. I can't wait to hear people write in about this the, section. The pit oh, and the pendulum. Grief. We just keep dropping down. 
But Ugh. Leroy was eating his popcorn with chopsticks. That's how Chinese he which is. Which was extra. That's how Chinese he thinks he is. Was I was awesome. going to say, thinks he is. That, right. That's the more He's yeah, immersed in is... the culture. What? Why the did thing that is, though. <laughs> the thing oh. is, though, I eat popcorn with chopsticks, not because I think I'm Chinese or any kind of Asian, but because I don't like getting butter all over my fingers. Also, it's really good for slowing your ass down instead of handfuling it in your mouth one after the other. If you eat it with chopsticks, you eat it nice and slowly. And that way you're not. I am a little convinced that you can only eat popcorn when you shove it in your face. I agree. Like a whole well, handful. It, it can't maybe, be reasonable. Maybe if you guys experiment a little, you'll find that's not true. Well, I have actually found, like, sometimes I'll pick one kernel at a time. But it it comes in a man. It was almost like a, an assembly line, if you will. Like, it's at a constant rate of this. That's, so I might yeah, as well have just I've shoved it in my too. damn mouth. <laughs> we'll eat all of it. So right, right after the there. right after the scene, we see we move on to the main. So this is one of my problems with this movie. I feel like Show Nuff should be the main antagonist, but he's not. It's this Arcadian white dude, Eddie Arcadian. So and he so, really just seems thrown in there for okay. Reasons. He's Arcadian is vanity's bad guy. Yeah, I agree. There's kind of like Bruce two Le- er, stories mingling. Yeah, and Shonuff is the catalyst for Bruce Leroy to find the glow. Okay. That's an interesting way to look at it because if, if yeah. we... I like that better. Like his master mm-hmm. was like, oh, find the glow, Bruce Leroy. Here's this gold medallion that you give to the master when you find him. All right, all and right, then, all right, all right. Yeah. I can get behind that. But I can see where you're coming from because it's journey of self discovery versus this random dude who's trying to take down Vanity. Right. And trying to pretty much at some point in the movie kidnaps Vanity so that she will show his girlfriend's (laughs) music video on her show. Like that's not how you do it. No, it isn't. But and she already said no, so just understand that it's not good and move on. He was exercising his white privilege. In, in, fact, a t- in a town full of every other race. That's true. And he was trying to flex. In fact, when Arcadian's men try to kidnap Laura, uh, Bruce Leroy comes in, does his kung fu, does his ninja stuff, uh, saves her. <laughs> and I say that because at this time, I don't know, if, I don't know, Anna, if you were alive to, enough to remember, but Alan, I'm sure, was because he's old. Dang. Uh, being a ninja and kung fu was super fucking popular. I was about mm-hmm. in middle school, and everybody had a throwing star. <laughs> That's true. That everybody is true. Had everybody a had a throwing, throwing star. star. And the teacher would be like, put those throwing stars away, or I'll keep it till the end of class. And now they'd just be like, Jail. hello, police. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you no, have a deadly my, weapon. Uh, my little brother had throwing stars and, and those sorts of things. And also, the connection... And we really don't have enough time to get into this, but the connection between black folks and Kung Fu movies is super hardcore. So I feel like every black kid has gone through. I think we do have time to get into that. That's something I didn't know. Oh, really? Like, um, uh, and I started to look it up and didn't, but Wu-Tang Clan, they are all inspired by Kung Fu movies. And in fact, I think it was RZA, one of the clan members put out, was the man with the iron fists Mm -hmm. that he produced that and i think i've got that right and definitely did the soundtrack that's cool so yeah uh like that's enmeshed in the black community interesting 
Hence, you know, this black ass The Last Dragon movie. Right. Yeah. That's really interesting to me. I know I had a friend. He was white. Of course, I lived in suburbs of the country. <laughs> the suburbs of the country. Right. <laughs> it's like we got to drive a little bit and get into town. There's 20,000 people in it. <laughs> but um, uh, this dude really thought he was a ninja. He had the whole get up. Yeah. He would come to school. He had ninja magazines that he liked to look at in front of other people so they knew he was into being a ninja. Oh, yeah. You can't, you can't hide it. You got to be proud. Like, he was proud. Yeah, he definitely but, had some throw yeah. stars. He knew how to do nunchucks in some way. He had nunchucks. Uh, at least I know that. Yeah. My Could uncle had nunchucks. Them? I don't know. Me and my brother beat the shit out of each other with them. <laughs> Not hard, but we, we really that just mostly dangerous. knocked ourselves in the head because they were the real heavy, well, legitimate nunchucks. I, I say, played with them before. I say that seems dangerous. It's a little scary. I lived in the country. I mean, you guys are hitting each other with nunchucks, and out in my world, people were shooting each other with BB guns. So. Well... <laughs> It's to, all I must have been the, between the two because I did both. <laughs> <laughs> well, to equalize, my grandmother lived in the country, and that's where it was. No. And we used to summer there in the the mountains of West by God. <laughs> the mountains of West by God. <laughs> <laughs> Down yonder, make a left at the what what? That's that's real. The train tracks. <laughs> Just cross the train tracks. You'll be there. Suddenly, in this movie, we see that Libra Brown also runs a school. And you know what else we see at this he school? Teaches. He's wearing a jumpsuit. Oh. A jumpsuit. Jumpsuit. Oh, uh, he parachuted. He's you both suck. He's wearing <laughs> I love you. a jumpsuit that shows him as Leroy Bulgebrand. Bulgebrand. I said it again. Leroy Brown. You've been you calling him Libro- Le- Leroy. Leroy. <laughs> Butcher. Also, that glorious ass jumpsuit has to be inspiration for Kill Bill. Oh my gosh! That, well, that actually with the is black stripe. Yep. <laughs> That's funny because that was actually a jumpsuit that Bruce Lee wore in one of his movies. And that was the jumpsuit that was an inspiration for Kill Bill. Look at that going even further back. Yeah. Peel him like a banana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you wanted to peel him like, like a banana. Ooh. He was serving those thriller era Michael Jackson vibes. Mm-hmm. So I don't see that. I see... <laughs> Bruce Leroy's little brother definitely looked like ABC123 Michael Jackson. Which makes sense that his older brother would look like post at least two plastic surgeries, Michael Jackson, in Thriller. The yeah. like, look up the the Thriller picture, the well, album cover. I don't have to. Do you think I don't have that whole Why thing in my brain? Do you for sound life? so attacked? I w- I do. I feel attacked right now. Do you think I would have to <laughs> you look put up? Put on your best Southern woman voice. That I would have to look up Michael Jackson Thriller looks. Well, baby, he's white. Maybe you lost an era. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Michael Jackson was for everybody. Everybody. Thriller night. No I'm gonna one's gonna dun, dun, save dun, dun, you dun, dun, from the spot ass. ass of your wife because... <laughs> I was talking about myself. Don't look weird. I know. That was amazing. I was oh, actually thank you. looking at you like, what? I just fell in love a little That's more. That's why you love me. <laughs> One thing I love, too, is Lyra Brown's little brother is like, yeah, I'll teach you how to get ladies because oh, Laura meet George meet Laura. is my girl. But you got to let me ride your back and you got to rap. And then uh, Bruce Leroy trying to rap walking down this street. Ugh. Now, fun terrible. fact, what he's is it? the little what it brother. What it Who's is? it be? What? Oh, what? God. He's terrible. <laughs> Do you want to hear a fun fact? I'd love to. He's the little brother of Master G from Sugar Hill Gang in real life. 
Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Who the little brother is? Yeah. The ABC one, two, three, Michael Jackson? Yes, baby. Damn. Didn't you yep. say he was dead? I said M-A-S, the T-E-R, the G with the double E. <laughs> that dude. He's that dude's little brother. Damn. And then Alan asked, didn't you say he was dead? He is, which made me sad. I don't know. I'm shocked. Yeah. And all my searching, he, um, I forget which year, but the, he actually died. But the year before, he'd been shot from some, who knows what the altercation was. But uh, his cousin or someone close to him feels like he died because of complications for the surgery that dealt with the, the shooting. Yeah. As he said, he was complaining of numbness and just not feeling well since. And he, he felt like it was malpractice. Damn. I didn't look up to see what happened after that oh, to wow. see if they they pursued some sort of litigation. But hmm. yeah, sad. That is yeah, sad. that's a sad fact and not a fun fact. Mm-mm. All right. We started out with a fun fact and slipped right in. Right. And yeah, it made me sad. Because he made was, me feel like a little pig shown in, in this eyes. movie. <laughs> what the hell? Alan said he felt like a pig peed in his eyes. That's from the movie. Yeah. I forget who said it. That was disgusting. Was that said when they were it's like visual. fighting in the jet dojo? No. I think Arcadian said that to his girlfriend. Oh, that's right. He's like, quit looking, sitting there looking like a pig peed in your eyes. <laughs> and she was crying. like, what did he just The tank of green talking water. Talking about Arcadian. Yeah. Is that where you were going? He had a tank of green water full of piranhas, and and there wasn't a single fish we saw in this whole movie. It was just bubble jets. It just bubbled. (laughs) Like a bubble bear. uh, (laughs) It's bubbling like a bubble bear. That added to the mystery and the horror of what lies beneath. Slime. And then, of course, you got to throw a whole hunk of meat in there and be like, look, there's nothing left but a bone. (laughs) Yeah, you got to struggle to keep it still. But why? That wasn't even even something anybody got threatened with, really. Well, it was kind of just an unspoken threat. Quick dip in the pool. They never really used that. Arcadian did say that it's come in handy. At one point, though, I wonder if that got cut. (laughs) Because at one point, they were trying to cut a couple million off the budget. And uh, I think it was the producer and the writer were staying up trying to work on it. And when one of them went to bed, the other one cut 20 minutes out of the script. And the the other one woke up and was like, what the fuck did you do? (laughs) And then they had to try and rewrite it because it was gone. Well, they just saved some on the budget if Bruce Leroy quit losing those hats. For real. That's true. He went through like four. Yeah, I want to say four. Them four coolie hats. hats? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A coolie. Another thing, before we move on. <laughs> I'm Australian there for a second. It's a, it's from an ex, a video by Extreme Happiness. Yeah. This dude is trekking through the Arctic and found his little cache of snacks and lost his shit with joy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was beautiful. great. That was a great video. So beautiful. But go ahead. So another thing before we move on from Arcadian, when he did kidnap Laura to get her to play the music video of his girlfriend, he really acted like an incel. He was like, "Oh shit!" He was like, "You're not gonna play this music video," and she's like, "No, idiot! You kidnapped me." And he's like, <laughs> right. "I was nice to you. I was gonna take you out to eat somewhere nice, and this is how you react." And I was like, "That Damn. is the blueprint. That is the, totally the blueprint." Yeah, he's a. He was short. He was also not attractive. Right. He was mean. So, you know, no one really liked him. He took his toupee off inside, but put it on outside. That's true. That's true. He liked his head to breathe on the inside. Yep. And then Leroy Green. Green. (laughs) So mad. It's wrong in my notes is the problem. Baby. Okay, it's not the problem. (laughs) Admittedly. Dang it. Leroy Green saves Laura from this and what does he get for it? She took his little medallion and she stuck it on this ribbon. And she's like, I won this. I got this ribbon when I won third place in the archery competition. 
hell is it you picked like, archery? I was like, why? Why did you do that? She was trying to make him her master all through the movie. Oh my gosh, she was real she thirsty for Leroy. She showed up in a gi dress and everything like, mm-hmm. hey. And she pretty. knows. I don't think she had panties on. She probably didn't. She nasty. <laughs> One of them Prince girls. What was it she said that was super cheesy? There was so much. You look like a really? master to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a masturbator, maybe. Maybe. Masturbate. That's why he was up there doing Tai Chi on the rooftop. Because mm. the urge got strong and he had to... Calm it down. Yeah. Had to master, had to tame his mind and, and then, his penor. And then he had to crawl back down through the window into the kitchen. It, that was delightful. Because I'm like, why is he doing that? Why didn't he just take the stairs? I always wanted to live in a building like that where I can just go up on the roof and do shit. <laughs> Baby, we need a roof like that. That would be cool. A little garden up on the roof. Yes, and we could have picnics up there. Herb garden. Alan would go up there with me. I would. What's wrong with going in the backyard? It's not the roof. It's not the roof. <laughs> it's, it's not the same as bringing life to a lifeless place. Thank you. Like little garden boxes and pretty things. Right. Even a little. little I feel like the roof color. is dangerous. Nobody ever sings about, about the backyard being house. on fire. Where you keep your pigeons and you send them off to deliver notes Nobody. to your friends. Oh my goodness. Nobody's we could even send Alan pigeon notes. No. Right, you guys just have your show. I'll be here. Carrier pigeons. It's our companion it's marriage, baby. <laughs> and the past. Yes. We have a grill. Oh, we could have chickens. <gasps> they could lay eggs and they'd be fresh. I want this. She's so We're mad. living a fantasy on the show today. You are. <laughs> My fantasy is that we talk about the movie at some point. Since when? We talked about the. <laughs> when does that become your fantasy? 34 minutes ago? Sweet. Yeah. Approximately. Approximately. Fantasy. Which featured Old Dirty Bastard, which was in the Wu Tang Clan, which was referenced in conjunction to this movie? You're, you're just Look hitting the, bu- the bell for no good reason. That was ce- that was a celebration <laughs> bell. That was that was a good reason. You got your own bell rules. Celebrate so, me oh, you moving know back. Was, you know what was a great about. point when he moved back in, or when he came down into the kitchen? We saw Rudy Huxtable. <gasps> oh, That's right. We did see Rudy Huxtable. Because we were so excited. We were like, <gasps> I know her. I know. Uh, Lotus Blossom. His Keisha little sister. Lotus Knight Blossom. Pulliam. Was Thank you. Oh, Rudy Huxtable. She'll always be Rudy to me, though. She will be Rudy. She looks exactly the same, too. She's so cute. And can we talk about the Asian people who act stereotypically (laughs) black? And I thought, (laughs) okay, so we're going to have to have some black people who act stereotypically Chinese and some Asian people who act stereotypically black just to keep the balance? Maybe. And this... They're out there breakdancing. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the people in front of the some dumb guy yes. factory. And my son said when they're out there breakdancing and trying to act, quote, jive, my son was he like, did say jive. my son was like, is this what K-pop is? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was yeah, like, I remember shut that. up right was now. terrible. Shut up right now. <laughs> <laughs> Although, to, to speak to stereotypes, I did love how self-aware the guy in a... Bruce Lee Roy's dojo was he was like you just make a noise and you're already he used the word oriental mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. people are scared because they think you can kick their ass you ain't got to do nothing the very guy that was trying to sound Italian you, oh my goodness the Asian man trying to be Italian <laughs> he really was that was the funniest thing he was one of my favorite characters it was pretty it was, him was and the brother character. yeah because he out. is so 
um, enthusiastic but not skilled. He was. I <laughs> loved he is, him. He's ready to roll. He just doesn't know what to do with oh, it. Oh, no. He will forever grab a shovel and be in your posse. <laughs> he just may not do the ass beat. He might get knocked out in the process. <laughs> <laughs> And this movie was made in 1985, too. So, I mean, yeah, they said, or, you know, they do a lot of things that we wouldn't do today. Because <laughs> it so was much. 1985. Like, say, jive. Right. <laughs> when Bruce Leroy was trying to rehearse outside the door, <laughs> like, what it do, my brother? Oh, yeah. What it do, my brother? <laughs> so Because he doesn't know how to be black. He was like, these Asians are better black people than me. Oh, wait. What does it mean to be black, honey? Because that's a trap. What does that mean? There's no right way to be black. I know there's not. I said that's what he was thinking. He was embracing a he wanted to. He wanted, I feel like he wanted, by looking at how they were, he set a standard he was trying to meet. I don't think you're wrong. I just think it's a, it's a trap and a, uh, I don't want to put that. It can mean so much and be so offensive when you say someone is trying to act black or this person isn't acting black. That it, it might be best to just avoid that term and say something like fit in with the neighborhood. Okay. Because really, like, what does it mean to like within the community? Folks are like, oh, you're acting white. Like, bitch, what does that mean? No, I totally understand that. Because like, I can read at a proper speed out loud. Like, is that what you're trying to say? Definitely not. <laughs> I was trying to say in the world of this movie. I know. That's- well, the sad thing is the truth is there's a stereotype about every race out there. And unfortunately, everybody, most everybody is probably familiar with that's what true. that stereotype is. Right. And this movie is all about those stereotypes. Oh, yeah. And I think that Leroy, Leroy Brown, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Leroy Green thought they fit the stereotype of black people in this movie better than he did and he was trying to meet that so he could trick them into letting him in there so he could meet the master that's all i'm saying i'm not saying in our world that people need to act a certain way to be a certain thing i'm saying in this stereotypical ass movie okay and you make a very good point i'm not i'm not arguing your point you're absolutely right about about what that means in our world yeah i, I just think it's very important to remove color so why out do of you the think, way. then why do you think Leroy was practicing that outside? So he would fit in with the way the neighborhood was. Because the neighborhood was full of breakdancing and all these other things that fit a certain mold. And he already, he stuck, stuck out, stuck <laughs> out like a sore thumb in comparison. Okay. So in an effort to fit in with the the tone of the neighborhood, he was rehearsing that. All right. That makes more sense to me then. I understand mm-hmm. your point and I agree with yeah. you. Thank you for, thank you for calling me out on that. Because I'll get into that later. It's just the way we speak about things, even if it was trying to, you know, act black because of this movie. Like, it's it's important the language we use today. Gotcha. Ah, I agree. Thank you. So, one thing about Arcadian's girlfriend, Angela, <laughs> is she is clearly supposed to be just an idiot ditz who's trying to get ahead in the music business. But her character really takes a turn partway through this movie where she's like, wait a minute. Eddie Arcadia is trying to do some really evil shit. Like kidnapping somebody wasn't evil enough, but <laughs> trying to do some really evil shit. And she's like, no, bitch, I'm out. I loved her for that. Right, I did Usually too. Usually that sort of character you can put into a a hole or stereotype or whatever. Because totally. she's going to go back and forth between the good guy and the bad guy and struggle and not have a backbone. But the second she figured out he wasn't shit, 
she got up and left. Right. Mm-hmm. She didn't even pause. And in fact, she went to the other people and was like, look out. This bitch is crazy. Here comes the Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's an option. <laughs> so I, I, that's one thing I really appreciated is that was her kind of in a movie full of stereotypes. She broke a stereotype. So that was really interesting. She did. She was amazing. Another thing that was pretty amazing when Leroy Green is chilling out with Laura and he is trying to explain to her he don't know how to do shit and he's talking about oh, how, just so out sweet. of nowhere he's like I do not have a paintbrush I cannot draw and she's like what are you talking about he said you know the art of making love and I'm like I want to know from my friend that's so fucking awkward <laughs> that was real awkward no, and she's me, like she's like don't you worry I will I teach you, you how to paint a masterpiece <laughs> <laughs> right and she one thing i appreciated appreciated about her was she was clearly thirsty for mr leroy mm-hmm. and she didn't come she first she comes at him in her own way and she's like that ain't working so what does she do she makes a bruce lee fan film and now she knows how to foreplay this man so she really tailored it to him and i like that. it was wow. working too till danger called <laughs> <laughs> the bat phone rings yeah <laughs> but, but that was a good point she really did tailor her approach which is nice. Take a lesson, everyone trying to get laid. <laughs> Tailor your approach. Right. Wide right. strokes with a broad brush. It's like, there you go. Hey, baby, I want to bite your lips. No, I don't like that. Well, then you're a bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's not the way. Well, baby, what do you? I will pay attention to you and listen to you and figure out what you like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's right about now that Laura gets actual kidnapped again. And... <laughs> She is constantly she get snatched a lot. She is getting they're snatching our people up. <laughs> what the fuck? Trying to force them to do stuff. <laughs> like play videos. Oh, <laughs> you will play a video or you will die. Exactly. And Leroy Feed Green's little brother gets kidnapped too, because he was trying to like That's put right. the moves on Laura. I know, and he's like, Take your hands off my woman. And I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, damn, little man. <laughs> and he damn. wasn't fucking around. He was gonna kneecap everyone. I will say though, <laughs> watching him. Break dance himself out of them ropes that were tying him up was worth the price of admission for this whole movie. That was amazing. He's like, out. So we can kind of fast forward to the end of the movie with the the final epic battles. So let's do it. Yeah, because everything else is kind of minutia at this point. It's fun, right? But it doesn't necessarily. So of course, yeah. And what happens there is Bruce Leroy shows up and he's kicking everybody's ass, and just as he's about to get his ass kicked. All his students show up and they're like, it's an epic brawl. I'm a beat your ass in Seventh Heaven, which was shiny and glittery and amazing. It was. In fact, I read that Tina Turner came and visited that set and asked them if she could use it for her next tour. <laughs> it was that I nice. I see why it was awesome. Lots of action, for sure. For real. Even ABC 123 Michael Jackson <clears throat> kicked Rock's ass like, fuck you, I'm the new Pepsi generation. <laughs> I don't need you and I was like it's about time because that little child was so full of confidence and power I'm really glad he and kicked leather pants like the biggest white dude in this whole movie he kicked his ass even he when sure he got did. locked behind a cage oh which that's a whole nother thing oh, him true. locking people up and Leroy them just getting to, right out Leroy really liked yeah. to put people in cages or closets yeah. or wherever and they would just get right back out he was he loved doing it but he's not good at it <laughs> No, he, he wasn't good at it. In fact, it was so weird. This was another part for me that was weird because 
you had Shonuff and Arcadian. I don't know why Arcadian gave a shit about about Leroy Green, but he did. Because he kept showing up to save Vanity, also known as Laura George. Okay. And I kept expecting, because he hired all these people, including Zangief from <laughs> Street Fighter, to fight Leroy. But he, ne- I thought, okay, he's going to hire Shonuff. But he never did. But then for some reason, shows up. Shonuff arrives in the basement of Seventh Heaven to fight Leroy. Because Shonuff been tracking Bruce Leroy because he was mad because he may not be the baddest. Maybe Bruce Leroy is. All right. The air fight was epic, though. Shonuff starts, they start <laughs> fighting each other. And oh, my God, Shonuff has the evil glow. Red. And then the face he makes, he looks like Popeye the rest of the time because one eye is all squinted closed. He just needs a little corncob pipe out of the mouth and go, while he was beating him up, it would have been perfect. Like, I wonder, did he mean to make that face or did he get something in his eye? Because he sure did hold it that way for a while. He held it a long time with his red glow. I was like, show enough is Emperor Palpatine. He's like... If you ain't going to say I'm the biggest and baddest, then you will die. (laughs) (laughs) I did wonder, though, and like, feel free to cut this out because I tend to make everything political. (laughs) If that face, because what that reminded me of was the Childish Gambino face in the the, This Is America (gasps) video, which is a uh, throw to the minstrel shows and the the really racist ass art that was out then. Yeah. So I wondered if if uh, that was connected somehow, that's and really interesting. Uh, Shonuff was a caricature of whatever for this particular movie. Interesting, interesting. It that's just be. visually where it took me. Yeah, it could be. Dun dun dun. I like that thought. Yay! But so, we should. I think we should also talk about Bruce Lee Roy's trek for the glow real quick, since we saw mm. it show up. Okay, on sure. Show enough. Yeah, go ahead. Because to go back to. The, the medallion master. and when laura george gave it back to him and he took it to the the some dumb guy place and it finally clicked in his head that hey i'm being made fun of by my master for some reason so he goes back to the master and gives it back and master confirms it is a fucking belt buckle <laughs> <laughs> which i felt so bad for him at that point right but then he had to go out into the world still trying to figure out why the master would do this so we fast forward to now where he's battling Shown, I almost want to call him. He was shown enough the Shogun of Harlem. Oh, so yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be wrong for me to call him Shogun, but <laughs> yeah, I called him Shogun a couple times. But everybody expects that from me by now. That's true. <laughs> but um, the, to go through their fight where shown enough is beating his ass with his evil glow, right? He and the gets red to the flashes. Point, yeah, which was oh my god, so it's cool, amazing, so 1985, and I was here for it. Oh, and he starts dunking him in that water exactly that's exactly where i was going and he had the flashbacks and then Mm -hmm. it all clicked and then he became fucking neo in the (laughs) matrix well yeah because first shonuff is dunking him in that water when he pulls him out it's like he's in a pantene commercial (laughs) oh my god it was a shampoo commercial it was like i think i said that check it out my wild giggling is this beautiful It was luxurious. That was a good glow. shot just in general, it was a good though, shot. especially for what it was. Um, he had that good golden glow in him slow-mo hands. He did, which it's really funny because I'm referencing movies made decades later. Mm-hmm. And for I don't know. I'm, I'm going to just go out there and say The Last Dragon informed all these other movies. The Last Dragon was the real first bullet time. I mean, was it, or did it pull that from other kung fu movies? 
And they were the first bullet time. Did other kung fu movies slow down and do the effects with it? Yeah. Because there were special effects added that made it look. I don't know if they came before or after, but yeah. Yeah, where it was like, uh, it was leaving trails. Yeah, Yeah. that's the word I want. Okay. I don't know. I'll look it up. It'd be a fun research project. Super fast. Yeah, like impressively. And it's not like I've seen a million kung fu movies. It's just the, the oldest thing I've seen with the trails. Excite. And then, and then Bruce Leroy, apparently only one person can have the glow because once he gets it, show enough starts to short circuit. His shorts out. And my son, or our son Aiden, was like, this movie just got eight times better. <laughs> he sure did. <laughs> but it didn't, it didn't short out for long. But So I wonder if that was connected to his confidence. And he's like, this bitch is glowing. Maybe I'm not the baddest. It has to be. And then he was like, no, because I am the meanest. The prettiest. And then all them sparks started flying. It's like. That was so cool. A kung fu battle was already cool, especially in 1985. You're going to add sparks and you've just upped the excitement level. Yes. They were like comic book pals is what they were. That's what happened (laughs) in my brain. It totally was. Yeah, that's right. They went to panels and it was the little explosion with bam in the middle of it. You know what I realized? What? Before he even went to that fight, he loaded up with all those weapons, and I don't think he ever used a weapon. I think you're right. I think he only like kicked hand, hand, foot, ass stuff. I, yeah, I think he had. Right. I think he had the nunchucks till home do bit him in half like bread. Okay, uh, like dude, fucking biscotti. He was like <laughs> potato. Yeah, I think that was the only weapon he had though. You're right. You that know what? Fun. You know what? I forgot. I was about to move on to Arcadian and uh, and what he did next, but it remind it reminded me. Um, Willow, who requested the show, she also provided her own what if, and I want to run it past uh, you guys. Oh, you didn't the play s- that. Well, she didn't. She she sent it to me in in a message. Oh yeah, she said to wait till after you saw mm. the movie. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, because she she was so sweet. She didn't want to run or, or or get the movie for me at all. I believe in miracles. Here it comes. Your sexy what if. So. She said in the movie, we know that uh, Rock and Eddie Arcadian are, are, they have a fairly long working relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but she wondered about why did Rock still hang out with Eddie after, his, after he failed at fighting? And she said she thinks that maybe Rock's in love with Eddie a little bit. Uh, and and sh- she was like, Rock ain't got no reason to stick around other than you know, feeding them, uh, I almost said tarantulas, piranhas. I can't even get the piranhas <laughs> name right. Really? <laughs> tarantulas. Feeding them tarant- Besides just feeding piranhas. Tarantulana. Why are they still hanging out together? What's what's motivating that? Because he's dim-witted. He what if dudes. Rock had a crush on Eddie? Hmm. Oh, see, now I thought that sexy what if was going to be like when Shonuff pulls his shirt off and down yeah. and kind of binds him for a second during their fight. Ooh. I was like, that's, that's what I thought. Because he's all glistening. What if it turned into a gay porn right then? Right. And that's why Shonuff was so obsessed with, with Leroy. Yeah. Hey. He, mm-hmm. thought he, was, he thought he was sexy every time he got buttered up. I'm, on, I'm I mean, the best hey. on your knees. Leroy Green was buttered up throughout oh, this shit. whole movie. <laughs> he was. That's true. That's interesting, though. I hadn't thought about a a romantic. She did say though she thought that Rock and Angela end up together at the end, so I guess that would make Rock bi. Because bisexuals are real. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I just felt like it's that a was mythical. a mythical. Oh, I'm sorry. This is one of your, <laughs> your non sequitur advocate That's moments. That's true. Yeah, this happened. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, at this point, folks are like, if she don't fucking stop being political. No, everybody no. loves it. So, Arcadia <laughs> shoots Leroy, and it's like, really? Is this no. how the movie's going to end? We're all tricked into thinking Leroy actually did. Nope, bitch. He caught that bullet in his teeth, bitch. Which oh. is something they said at the beginning of the movie. Like, ah, you're supposed to be able to do all these things that are magic. I mean, not really magic, but super advanced kung fu. So, of course, Leroy did that and then pulls a chain for 16 hours to try to lift Arcadia up. <laughs> 16 hours. Two inches. It was like Titan Games. <laughs> it's totally like Titan Games, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to and the Rock. And then suddenly, as soon as that fight's over, everybody and their mother comes running in there and... and this movie suddenly starts trying to get its pride flag because there was a gay hairdresser. How do you expect me to have her ready on time? Look at you. You're a mess. Do you know that? I'm the right tool with me. Of course, the hairdresser is gay. So stereotypically gay. Right. Just like every other stereotype in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I was a little offended that she, Laura had just been through that trauma and they're like, bitch, you need to be on stage. Come on right. now. I know, right? Where have you been? This is always like you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn. She just got in a kerfuffle. She just got all kerfuffled up. (laughs) Apparently all they needed to do was toss her hair a few times and she was good. She should have ended up in that water and doing a Pantene commercial too. That's true. Because her hair was on point. Right. Got that good 80s tease. Full. Like she teased it all day. It was, she, I don't know. She's when you got a team teasing it, it probably doesn't take all day. No, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. You get like three people with a comb. (laughs) <laughs> you're, you're done in three minutes three people with a comb <laughs> or one blustery gay man there's that <laughs> oh my goodness your hair's just out of control <laughs> pshow, pshow, pshow. <laughs> that's ridiculous teased to the gods okay so I think this brings us to our ratings ooh take me to your ratings hey Who's going to start us off? I'll start. I give it a full ass five stars. It is corny. (laughs) The plot is questionable. It is black (laughs) as hell. It is ridiculous. But, but before I'm going to say ridiculous, I'm going to go back to black as hell. Randomly, not randomly. I'm fucking this up. It is super cultural because it, it kind of crosses in a couple different ways. I think it's an accurate representation, or I hope it's an accurate representation of what Harlem looked like at the time. And that's one of the reasons it was just so whatever. But then also hip hop, kung fu, it all, I'm rambling, I'm sorry. But I'm giving it all the fucking stars. Every <laughs> single one of them. This is a movie dear to my heart. Oh, what about Pride Flags? I give them, I'll give them one because the queen in the theater and the hairdresser who just popped up random. Okay. Alan? Uh, I'm going to start with my pride. I'm going to say half because they were both kind of stereotypical. Agreed. Like mm-hmm. the gay representation, very stereotypical. However, that goes with the rest of the movie because everything was stereotypical. And I, almost, and I gave it two and a half just because it was ridiculous. But I don't know. I feel like there might be some cultural appropriation message in the fact that the stereotypes were carried out by races other than what those stereotypes typically pertain to if that makes sense yes and i can 
I don't know how to say it other than that because things that I know a lot. Anna of just took a big sigh. <laughs> right, it's like I I get where, and here's where I get even even I with my big political hat on get confused about appropriation because my understanding is that it's appropriation when you don't respect the culture it comes from and and you're trying to put it on like it's your own and it's always been your own. I got mm. the impression that um, that Leroy really respected and was learning and studying right. and completely immersed himself in, a, in, in the culture in a way that was respectful. Okay. Like he walked around and took flack from people with it. But, but I see where you're going because there was a lot of like this Asian person is going to pick this up when clearly right. it may not it's fit. It's like putting on a kimono yeah, and for a Halloween costume just to pretend to be something is is appropriative and uh, offensive. But for someone to actually understand the historical importance of the kimono and why people do it. And I don't, I, I'm just saying this. I don't understand right. it. That's it why gets, I don't wear a kimono. It gets really complicated. But if you really understand why people do it or what an importance to a group is and you wear it in a in a respectful way, in an appropriate, culturally appropriate way, then that's not appropriation. That's respecting a culture and celebrating it in some ways. And some things, the process of learning about it, like an Indian headdress. So when you would learn about an Indian headdress, you'd come to the conclusion, I shouldn't wear that because any kind of wearing of it would be appropriative. But that's what you learned by actually studying it and caring about it. Uh, it's, In my understanding, it's appropriative when... You don't care about any of that shit. You just want to put it on because of whatever reason. Yeah, like Gwen Stefani and her red dot back in the no doubt days. <laughs> don't speak. But <laughs> to go back to Alan's rating. I know rating. what you're saying. <laughs> oh, don't tell me. Because <laughs> it hurts. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Alan. You, you brought up a really good point. And really if anyone good. wants to say, hey, this is what I think, please do. do so how many stars? Oh, two and a half. Oh, okay, you did say that. For me, I think it's unfair. Like, I can't rate all movies under the same auspice. Like, I'm not going to come to this movie expecting to be treated intellectually and um, visually in the same way that I might come to, say, Cloud Atlas or The English Patient. Oh, my God, that's exactly what I was going to say. Right. So, I'm... I'm not going to get like like a certain rating for one is not an equal certain rating for another. Mm. When you come to a movie like The Last Dragon, it's because you're expecting a certain thing. So I rate this like four and a half because it's exactly the thing I expected, only really good. <laughs> I expected like an 80s movie, a kung fu movie, uh, uh, kind of a black exploitation kind of situation. And what I got was even really even better than that. Uh, I was really ner- I didn't want to see this. I was like, nah, oh, I understand. Willow. <laughs> I'm so glad y'all watched I'm it. I'm really going to have to set through this. I am Shit. glad Willow suggested it. But about 45 minutes in, I leaned over to Anna and I was like, this is really good. I'd watch this again. <laughs> it was right? excellent. And it was exciting. I really loved like the character growth in it. Uh, in the world of a movie made in 1985, it was well done. The effects were awesome. I got excited about it. I've been excited talking about it this whole time. I feel like there was more to it that we all kind of delved into through this thing. It really satisfied the cinephile in me for what my expectation of it was. Uh, so I give it a four and a half. 
For Pride Flags, I'm going to give it a half because it did portray LGBTQIA people. Plus. Plus. I'm <laughs> <laughs> include everybody. It's got that pert plus in its hair. Ooh. Getting rid of the dandruff. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, that's it for this episode. All right. So thanks everybody again for tuning in to Streaming Unicorn Podcast. Now I want to remind you, we don't, for this season, we're not throwing in our commercials in the middle because everybody told us they skipped them anyway. But I'm still going to take this moment to say the only way that we get more people in the Unicorn Brigade is going to be through you liking us and rating us on your podcast apps, on Facebook, and sharing this with your like-minded friends. Mm -hmm. So please do us the favor and do that. We love showing up in your ear holes every other week. And we hope you love hearing from us. Mm, we're like ear mites. We're like your little queer buddies. Oh, Queer mites. Best friends. We are not queer end. mites, Alan. That's nasty. Well, we're inhabiting people's ear holes. <laughs> I like where he's going. And but we're, we're inhabiting them in a friendly way. Yeah, we're friendly. We're friendly ear mites. Mm-hmm. I refuse. We're just living there. Yeah, I don't know. Living our best life in your ear holes. I'm living my best life. I knew that was coming. Not gonna mess around with your ear mites. Ear holes. I will mess with some ear holes now. Oh yeah, that's true. I'm in them every time the podcast airs. See? Queer <laughs> mite. Which brings us to the end. I will not take your queer mite. She covered up her talk. ears, everyone. But I've got headphones on, so it's not helping. I know, it, it's a little pointless. <laughs> I can still hear your queer mite talk. Help me. I'm gonna Help bl- me, Black Audience Jesus. members. If I'm in danger, I'm going to blink. Help me, Tom Cruise. I hope you could hear it because I'm blinking so hard. Oh, can we take a break? I have to pee. We're at the end of the show. You just have to say the close I'm going to pee my pants. Okay, fine. I'll hold on. That's it for this week's episode. Please review and rate this podcast. And if you like what you're hearing, subscribe. Join us on our next episode when we'll be reviewing From Dusk Till Dawn. Watch it with us on Netflix, then join our community to share your own review or discuss other movies with us and other fans at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Unicorn Brigade. Streaming Unicorn Podcast is produced in cooperation with Stealth Pickles Production and is copyright 2019. All rights reserved. Theme music created by Brooke. Check out our website, streamingunicornpodcast.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and YouTube for bonus content. Until next time, this is Brooke, Allen, and Anna saying, Am I the baddest mofo low down around this town? Show sure enough. Join us on our... N- <laughs> Join Do you want me to start? Yeah, that happened. And uh, Dick. <laughs> I'm so happy that Dick is in every other sentence. Yeah, that's all I think about every other sentence. Do you want to be, want to be a cocktress? Cocktress. I feel like that's a octopus. A cocktress? In a, um, in a dick? In a bad movie. She just got in a kerfuffle. <laughs>